our best to, to see that it's here for another 10,000 years. The skeleton of the coral is very visible. What does the animal look like and what does it feed on? The coral animal, it's a colonial critter. Take a dome and put a whole bunch of little tiny fingers projecting all over that dome. The coral animal itself actually is upside down in that skeleton and its feet are projected outwards and at night the coral polyp opens and its feet open up into the water column like oh just like if you took your your ten fingers and just sort of made a flower with your hands it's like an, it's like a flower and opens up and those feet are the filter feeding feet and they're combing the water they're pulling in all kinds of little detritus and they might even capture a little zooplankton or something like that. So they're filter feeding in the water column and all of those guys at night are filter feeding and they'll bring in whatever they've captured and digest it in a very, very simple sort of digestive tube. And those carbohydrates and proteins, you know, whatever they've brought in, they'll assimilate into, into the animal. The skeleton comes directly from seawater. They're like six or seven different kinds of calcium in the seawater. It's amazing. So they're just pulling the calcium right out of the water. During the day, the coral animal is actually asleep, but there is a symbiotic algae which lives in the tissue of the coral. And it is actually photosynthesizing during the day and creating sugars the same way a plant does. You're listening to another Travel Radio Audio Journey. From the deck of the boat, National Park Service Ranger, naturalist Zandi Hillis-Starr is telling us about the coral reef around St. Croix. Zandi tells us why corals are different colors. So where you see a mustard-colored coral, or green coral, or brown coral, or golden-colored coral, that coloration is, is, is directly in relationship to what kind of algae it has uh, in its tissue. And I'm sure a lot of people are familiar with the bleaching, coral bleaching. You know, everyone's concerned about global warming. Well, part of that global warming is resulting in warmer oceans, which is then resulting in corals can't really take that change in seawater temperature of that extreme. So when we get really, really high temperatures here in the summer, typically around September, the corals will bleach. Well, look at it this way. The coral has got this algae on board. It's kind of like a rider, it's a, you know, symbiont. And when that algae is photosynthesizing, producing sugar, it's actually creating, I mean, it's working, and it's producing some heat. Well, when the coral gets stressed because of high water temperature, the first thing it does, it says, hey, you guys, I don't want that excess heat. I can do just fine at night by myself. Out you go. And it will expel the algae and bleach. So all of a sudden you'll have all these corals and we'll come up here to the underwater trail and all these wonderful little head corals down here all be white like ghosts. So when we hear about, oh my god, the world's corals are bleaching, they're not dying yet. It's their first defense. They want to offload their algaes. So they expel the algae. They literally just say, out you go. And they bleach. So their tissue, the slime coat and everything and all the tissue, is still intact. The animal is still quite alive, but it's quite white. And if the water temperature does not lower dramatically, you know, if, if it's just a temperature spike for about a week, the corals will be fine and they'll start to reabsorb the algae from the water column. 
then they'll start to pick up their color again and everything will be back to normal. But if that temperature stress continues, that's when they start to die. Okay? That's when that magic marriage between the plant and the animal starts to, the coral starts to miss it. Combination of heat stress, combination of the reduced um, nutrients that it normally gets from the algae symbiont. And you'll start to get these corals, they'll start to slough, their slime coat will start to disappear, they sort of get these milky clouds. And if you go up and touch them, which you're not supposed to do, but if you're just a researcher and you're investigating, you can take your little finger and you touch it and you'll find that that slime coating is gone. And you just feel the tissue. And the next thing that happens is that tissue is pulled into the skeleton and that animal is going in to die. Then you'll just end up having this beautiful skeleton with no living corals. If the heat stress continues for longer than four weeks, okay, so you've got this.